This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Let's have all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG 13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramount Plus. Welcome to Superhouse Podcast, your podcast for all things Shway, to coin a phrase that we're going to talk about, but <laughs> this is the man who knows too much about Batman, this is Ben Juan, and I'm joined by... It's Andrew. <laughs> and... <laughs> this old woofy boy. Let's get dangerous. That's Darkwing Duck, man. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's another deep dive coming it's, at you in a, two years from now. It's rooted in the bat. It, it is tied to Batman. That, that, oh, my God. Bit. This is going to be another thing. What was <laughs> <laughs> we'll oh surprise man. deep dive? <laughs> wow, Darkwing Duck. No, it's not, it's That'll be the Easter <laughs> special. Darkwing Duck is actually not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> Darkwing Duck Beyond. Because Future Duck. Eggs. Actually, I'm surprised That's they haven't done that. That would be incredible. So, for those who haven't figured it out by now, this week's deep dive is on Batman Beyond, specifically Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, the 2000 yeah. movie. The only Batman Beyond movie, and yet I can't imagine a better Batman Beyond movie than this. This is the only one they ever got, huh? This is the only one, yeah. they wow. There were plans for another one, but we can get into that later. Wow, okay. Shit! So, uh, we just watched, or in my case, rewatched Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, and what did we think, starting with Andrew? Man, this is my favorite one, I think. Of, Af- of all of the, the animated an- Of the animated ones that we've seen for the podcast so mm. far. I like this more than Sub-Zero. I liked it more than Batman vs. Dracula. This has got... Phantasm. More than... Fa- uh, maybe not more what? than... Phantasm is just another level. I, didn't, I wasn't even okay, counting okay. that okay, one. Okay, but this is definitely a, a, clo- a close second to that. It's kind of a say, close yeah. second to me because it's got that Danny and Tim touch, man, and oh, yeah. uh, Glenn Murakami. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's just man, they just really know the the mythology and the it's an interesting story. There's interesting things that happens with the characters. Yeah. And uh like it's got gravitas and all that shit. I don't know. I thought it was really good. It was yeah. but wait, I knew it was probably going to be pretty good, but this is better than expected, I think. It was better than I expected and I'd seen it before. <laughs> it's been a while. Since I'm the so for those who have been listening in, I'm not uh, I, I'm the only one who had seen this movie before. But even then yep. Uh, t- I've I've seen a different cut of it because they released a more PG version of this oh, originally. Okay, so uh, that's why. But uh, and that's then right. Wolfie, you haven't seen this until today. I haven't seen it until today, except for the a scene later in the film that I remember catching on television yeah. or something at one point. Gotcha. Yeah. So, what did you think when you finally got to see this? Uh, it was awesome. It was like really solid. I love the Batman Beyond. Uh, version of Batman, yeah. I suppose. Um and I don't know, it was just it was like nice, solid, well paced, great action, animation was amazing, all the characters mm-hmm. are pretty cool and you know, it doesn't it doesn't try to be anything bigger than just like Joker's returned. Yeah. He's fucking <laughs> shit up. It it wasn't like too much bombast to be like oh shit, I'm sorry. Yeah. No to problem. make it more of a Joker movie than mm-hmm. A Batman Beyond movie, and it was just kind of out of left field when it came out, I think, too. So I was like, "Well, shit, that's cool." Yeah. What they did with all the Tim Drake shit too is like, mm-hmm. I mean, spoilers by the way <laughs> for it, a nineteen-year-old uh, movie. But yeah, yeah, definitely spoilers <laughs> in this. But like this, the Tim Drake stuff definitely is like a cool twist, a good addition. It's a, it's a twist on death, yeah. in the f- death in the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it? yeah. It's like we're, we're not going to kill off Robin, but we're going to do something that's just as fucked up, right? If not even more, right. Than fucked up because I'm like, just like this is pretty messed up. What I they like did. how they talked about the bitterness that all the Bat family ultimately <laughs> yes. has to live with. You know? <laughs> it's not, that's the road that you walk down. There's a heaviness to those flashbacks. 
flashback yeah, scenes because there's a little bit of yeah, the feeling yeah. of just like oh we're back in Batman the animated series territory and then as it gets further on it's just like oh then that no no holds barred on this shit like Harley might be dead Joker's dead like Tim Drake's gone insane like this is how things ended years before Batman Beyond starts I had mixed feelings about that watching it because a it was great but I. I know this is a weird feeling, but I just didn't want too much of the emotional weight of the film in a flashback. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I want it to be between like what's happening now. Like You can do flashbacks for supplemental mm-hmm. emotional weight, but to put so much. But the thing is, it's so good at the same time. It's very tough. It's hard to balance that. It, it's and fair. They, did, they yeah. did come back, and I think <clears throat> maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I kind of want to get out of the way. Just This would be a great... Uh, like uh, inspiration for the Batman Beyond movie that they might make someday, mm-hmm. where it's like I'm not bat, I'm not that Batman, I'm this Batman. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. good for the public, that's or the standard like people or the younger people that didn't grow up with Batman yeah. Beyond. Mm-hmm. It's like th- I'm not Bruce Wayne. This is who I am, mm-hmm. and you make that a big part of your movie. I don't know. I think that would be. I was thinking that once watching. I yeah. think it'd be so awesome. I mean, that's one of the strongest points yeah. of this is yeah. Gen Z the end. Batman. Yeah, like <laughs> post, post. They don't have a name for the new generation. What the fuck yet. comes after Z? That's what I want to know. Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, but but Batman doesn't defeat Joker by being Batman. He defeats Joker by being Terry McGinnis. Right. That's the strength right. of the writing at the very end. And Something I don't really couldn't do. That. do. Right. Yeah. Laugh <laughs> right. at the Joker. <laughs> that I mean, dude, I I, lo- I appreciate the fuck out of that. It was, was because it, was cool. it is different than what you like. He the only way this story would work is if Terry defeated him. The only way Terry could, if he defeated right. the way that Joe Bruce would do it, then it was like, all right, well, I didn't need to see a Batman Beyond episode of it. It's right. kind of cool, but it it's it's tied into very much Terry's arc of like, who am I? Mm-hmm. That makes me different from this man. Right, I've, right, I've right. taken his right. the mantle. I've taken on the legacy of it. But how much is left for me when you know I'm barely doing well with my studies? My family barely sees me. My girlfriend <laughs> yeah. barely sees yeah. me. Yeah. Yet I still really want to do this because of, you know there's this big speech in the middle of the movie that I don't think gets covered that much in the TV show, which is that like he's he went to juvie. He's did, yeah, he's yeah, done yeah. time. He used to be a you know he, he used to do a lot he break he broke the law when he was a kid and he's trying to look right. for redemption and he's he's found some outlet for this so th- this lifestyle has given that to him so it's it explores a lot of the themes of when bruce brings in a kid into this life whether it's robin or terry mcginnis is that a good thing or a bad thing right so it can be a bad thing looking at what happened with tim drake or jason todd in the comics or any of those guys who got fucked up because of it but it's a good thing in the fact that they can't imagine their lives being any better than that. Right. I mean, you get to be Batman at like 17 or 18 years old. What, you know, teenage kid doesn't want to do that. Right. Yeah. Um, the whole idea of Batman Beyond came because uh, Paul Dini and Bruce Tim and everybody was asked, uh, you guys should do a teenage Batman show. They thought it was hokey yeah, at first, they right? Like, they didn't want to do yeah, it. Yeah, they were just like, what yeah. is this? Everybody's going to be like, this is high school, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Batman. Everybody's in high school. In this they were going to do right. that at one point, aside from this show as well. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But in the end, they thought, why don't we just continue what we got? And just right. in the future, they said Teenage Batman. Then didn't say it had to be Teenage Bruce Wayne. And I think that's the genius <laughs> part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They found that loophole and continued their little yeah. animated universe. In this, and it worked amazingly. Yeah, it kind of this. sets itself on its own, but it is also a sequel yeah. to the animated series. Yeah, that and it came they also on. connect Justice League that came out after Batman Beyond, right? Yeah, and after this, because some of the uh, characters the, of the Joker's gang showed up in Justice League Unlimited. Oh. Yeah, they're all that shit's connected, man. That's it's cool. crazy. I like that yeah. animated world that they have it's it's tim and deanie man like yeah. it's like these guys know what they're doing and they yeah, should have yeah. a bigger part of the live action movies but yep. that's another story <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or at yeah, least exactly anybody who knows what the fuck yeah pretty yeah. much <laughs> so uh yeah when i was this was might have been the first batman movie that i saw during the internet age where you know i was exploring online looking for upcoming batman movie news and finally was anticipating the release of a movie that was actually coming out as opposed to reading about stuff like Darren Aronofsky's Batman Year One or right, Joel Schumacher's right. Batman, you know, Unchained. Half starts. And nothing happened. But this one actually came out. So, like, I was looking forward to it and I remember finally getting it. It was the VHS at the time. Uh, but I remember the big Whoa. internet uh, controversy kind of was the fact that 
Warner Brothers used to originally edit the shit out of this movie. Okay. They this what we saw was the is the more common cut, but that's the original PG thirteen cut. Okay. They probably just cut out the bang. Uh, oh, they cut out a lot more than that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm going to go through the list here. But for whatever reason, uh, they cut out any references to death or killing Lame. in the dialogue. Those kids are going to die one What day. about the Joker killing the guy? Uh, I'll get to that. Okay. Bit. Yeah. Uh, and any time <laughs> that anybody was punched, they added white flashes to it. Kind of weird. Um, when Bruce Wayne <laughs> throws the battering and it beheads the Two-Face statue, they cut the Two-Face statue... Uh, and it just it's a was just him statue. throwing a battery. Yeah. yeah, I know. Still, okay. So you were asking about Joker killing the dude with a flag spear gun. In the edited cut that I first saw, he gets hit with a laughing ca- gas, and then you don't see him die. It's just implied that yeah, that he you know, got fired. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he got fired. <laughs> right. Uh, any blood was removed. So you know, sometimes oh, yeah. when you saw the yeah. the, uh, the yeah. fight between Batman and Joker, and Joker's yeah. got blood trickling down his mouth, yeah. that wasn't in the edited version either. Um, <laughs> what are they trying to do? There's a nice continuity move where Joker uh, stabs Batman in the leg with a knife, which is yeah. how, which is why Bruce has that limp and is walking with a cane in yeah. Batman Beyond, uh, and is and that's why he needed the super suit cool. that Terry's wearing. Uh, again, that gets edited out. Okay. Uh, later on, even stuff like when Terry finds Bruce in the cave. And when he's been hit by the Joker gas, and says "ha ha ha" on the ground. Yeah, yeah. It where we saw it, it was red paint. Yeah, they're like, no, that looks too much like blood. So they had to change it to purple. Ugh. Oh wow! <laughs> Ooh, what? Oh god! Okay. Now the original, the we saw the original idea for Joker's death scene. In the version I saw, Joker tells Tim, "Make him one of us," and Tim decides not to use the gun, and he pushes Joker into a room that happens to have hanging electrical wires, and. <laughs> falls into a vat of water and gets electrocuted off screen. If they animated that <laughs> at all, then we're all doomed. They did animate it. They had oh, animated it because that was the original cut the that I time saw. To they had to standards and practices, censoring and everything. Yikes! Um, <laughs> even down to there's a part where like Batgirl is you know questioning around where is Robin, and we there was a little bit you guys might have noticed this, but she's talking to like two women on the street. Mm-hmm. They changed that to. Uh, like a man and a woman because they're like, well, these two are obviously prostitutes, so we don't want to imply oh, any right. prostitutes oh, right. in this. So they got cut out too. Um, prostitutes like Batman as well. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I'm like, they were not going to like the Darren Aronofsky Batman. You're one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, oh, man. The scene where Jordan Price comes to the yacht and there's the woman on the bed and everything, that was cut. Uh, oh, wow. Seat belts were added to all the characters' vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god what a this is a lot of changes yeah. hermetically sealed life they're fucking rules <laughs> from so and Future then cars don't need seatbelts <laughs> i mean this is i'm like this is this is the most ridiculous was the seatbelt one that i read and then also strangely enough i mean not so strangely but it surprised me when i was watching this one to see nana harley at the end wearing blue because the original cut I saw, it was red and black because they wanted mm. to really emphasize that That's what they changed. it's Harley. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, we really want to hit you over the head that this is Harley. It's Before, more subtle now. Yeah. The, yeah, it's more subtle now. It's to lead up to the reveal when she gets called Nana Harley. Oh, uh, right. Mm-hmm. So, right. That's what it is. We have kind of an all-star Dee-dee. cast in this with not just Kevin Conroy, uh, obviously, but Mark Hamill plays double duty as mm-hmm. uh, both the Joker and Jordan Price, who's pretty much the, the red herring of it this. It shifted him. Well, yeah, yeah. Is that what happened? yeah, he he, <laughs> probably, he spoke higher. I think he spoke. Probably. Yeah, it's his higher version of his normal voice, oh, yeah. while not quite as high as the Joker. It was uh, red herring. Name <laughs> Scooby Doo. You ever watched that show? Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted to write a character in a mystery script and just name him Red, and yeah. just make you think that red it was herring. him. And you're just like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hopefully, it's a comedy script. Adventures of Red Herring. <laughs> he could be the henchman. That, that, that should be. That job. should exist. That yes. should exist. copyright Superhouse Productions. Yes. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Frank Welker was uh, Woof, the sort of. Oh, he was just the snarly noises. Yeah, he was a snarly noise oh, wolf, the best hyena that. type Joker. I was and waiting I think, to hear where you'd pop up. I think he did some of the voices. I think he did the sounds of Ace. Yeah, that's my dude. By the way, you guys know Ace is part of the comics too. Really? There's uh, back in the fifties, 
uh, when they were adding every <laughs> single sidekick you could possibly imagine. So they had Crypto, so they had to have Ace. Crypto, the super hound, super dog. So Dahlia had Ace, the bat hound. So that was a German shepherd dog who... The most ridiculous part is that um, Bruce set up something in the bat cave so that Ace could, when somebody needed help, he could put on a mask. Would, <laughs> Ace would just put his snout through something, and that would don a mask so that I nobody would that. recognize. You know why I love that? Because you could actually train a dog to do yes. like this. <laughs> Bruce is probably like, good boy. <laughs> You're the goodest boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he would, awesome. and, but apparently that was to prevent people from recognizing him, and their explanation was like, well, Ace has like some like distinctive... Where have like, I seen that dog <laughs> he, has, he has some like distinctive <laughs> spot on his head or something, and so the mask would cover that, so nobody would think it's Bruce Wayne's dog. And I'm like, okay, so Bruce Wayne adopts a new dog, and Batman just happens to have a dog right, right after he adopted this one kid, and then Batman has Robin. Like, nobody's making any connections here whatsoever. So Ace the Bat Hound came out around that time. It's and like I Golden think, Age, right? With the Silver Age, the yeah. Silver, Silver Age, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's where they came out. I think maybe it was Tom King. There was a recent comic that did a different, um, they did like the origin of Ace. Where okay. Ace was like, yeah, I know. Where his parents were his killed, were killed <laughs> in, a, in a shelter. No, <laughs> an alley in the shelter. It was actually a cool idea because they figured the the name Ace was from playing cards and everything, right? So ah. uh, they said that Ace God, was I didn't even make that connection. Was like, yeah, it was like some. What else would it be? Uh, it was like some <laughs> dog, know. ferocious dog that Joker tried to use in one of the death traps for Batman, oh. uh, but uh, they. It was like Alfred's idea to take the dog in as like a gift to Bruce and everything, and they t- they eventually tame the dog, and Bruce sort of learns to take care. I of I associate somebody. Ace a lot with pilots too, so I kept thinking oh, yeah, I, I had too. some sort but of like pilot thing in the back as well, like an oh, Ace pilot. Oh, oh yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's where my head would have gone as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but because that playing cards kills whatever, in yeah. an aerial fight, <laughs> ten kills in your career makes you an Ace. Sorry. Really? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. So if you watch, side note, Force Awakens, uh, Poe Dameron, when he comes in and starts fucking up TIE Fighters, he knocks out 10 of them. Oh, shit. Or he's a double ace. Five makes you an ace. Double ace is 10. Sorry. Oh, shit. I see what you mean. Hmm. Uh, He's a badass. All right. Now we know. Deep dive. So that's a deep dive into the ace the bat hound. (laughs) Ace the bat hound. Ace the bat hound. That's awesome. So, yeah, I think they found a cool way to bring in ace because I'm just like, how... Are you ever really going to bring Ace the Bat Hound into the movies outside of just being some random dog on Wayne? To Manor? give him like, a little bit of yeah. agency or whatever, too. Like he, oh, he yeah, was he true. was fucked up as well, and he he kind of <laughs> wants revenge too. The dog wants revenge. Revenge the on the Joker. The yeah. <laughs> so my parents, <laughs> parents were hit by a car. <laughs> he chewed that drunk driver up. Oh man. That would be too real. It would be a dog's versus Joker dog. I guess it's a hyena's drunk. So (laughs) when Ace the Bat Hound is watching that cartoon, uh, there's something about like the cartoon characters, like oh, like I wish I were dead or something like that. Again, that was also muted or edited in the edited version that I saw. References death. Any references to death, blood, violence. I'm just like running Warner Brothers at the time. I don't know. Clearly, they really want to fuck up this movie, but. That was the cut that I saw. So this is actually the first... I knew of all these changes, but this is actually the first time that I saw the full... Really? ...quote-unquote uncut version. This is your first time seeing this cut? Yeah. Oh. Even though I had seen the scenes on YouTube, because I wanted... When you know YouTube came out, what do you look for? All the shit that you weren't able to see before right. you know, right, right, you had right. access to it. So... You know, most people look at porn. I looked up Batman Beyond <laughs> Return of the Joker because <laughs> clearly that was my priority. Batman clips. Oh, I need to see this deleted scene. Man, are you on Pornhub? Like, no, yes. man. You just lie. Say so, yes, I am, and you're looking uh, did, at Batman yes, shit. Yes. Did you see that clip of the Joker thing? I mean, the thing that yeah. Uh, finally, I got to see the Joker's death scene. Uh, on YouTube, I'm like, Jesus, this is way better and way darker because right, right, of right, Tim right. laughing and the because they, they didn't have the shot of cutting back to Tim laughing, crying. Right. At least I don't remember that from there. So that was I really dark. That. Yeah, All that was the, the darkest. Yeah, that was really yeah. dark, man. So that was uh, Andrea Romano, the voice director who cast Conroy and Hamill. Yeah, she was the one doing the voice of uh, Tim Drake's uh, laughing. I got a question: cool. Is Tim Drake? Is this the only time he like the Joker was killed by him? I think so, actually. And anybody else actually thoroughly kill the Joker canon in their own canon, timeline-wise? 
Uh, in Kingdom Come, he gets killed by uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Magog. Magog. Oh, Magog. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, in the that. Bible. You know that? Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking <laughs> biblical character. It's, to me, it's Kingdom Come. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Magog and Magog are in the fucking Old Testament. And George W. Bush, George Jr. was talking about him when he was president. Yeah. His fucking dumbass. <laughs> but um, Mark Wade is the son of a preacher, and so I think that's where some of the shit sense. comes in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It is interesting seeing we like we all we have a whole bunch of alternate futures of Bruce's future, yeah. assuming that he doesn't get it killed. It seems in the suit. like Batman Beyond's the one that's most conducive to actually having exist. If you think about it, like old Bruce and Joker dying, yeah, again, yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. maybe I guess not with the Tim Drake details. So I guess that kind of makes that an else world. He would either be old or dead, like yeah. really old or dead. pretty much right. old. If he's and if he's old, he's training replacements yeah. or yeah, has yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like I, I like all the versions. I like Dark Knight Returns. I like this. I like the Kingdom Come version where he's basically he's kind of been. It's like what if he didn't heal from Bane? Yeah. So he's kind of a cripple, but like he still has all those robot Batman's. He still's got the same yeah. personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kingdom Come's version is kind of more of a Justice League focused. Oh, for uh, sure. Bruce, obviously, for but sure. Well, this one is obviously a little bit more based on the animated I al- series. But. I always appreciated the use of Spectre as being a Ghost of Christmas Past yes. kind of character, which yes. is a very good. Use of that kind of character, you know? Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. So, yeah. I I so wish that Michael Uslan's pitch went through on that. Did you hear about this? Mm-mm. Michael Uslan pitched the idea that after Thomas Wayne dies, he gets offered to become the Spectre. Cool. And so... Influence Batman. Yeah, and the Spectre influences Batman without Batman knowing that that's his dad. That's cool. So, I'm like, that's pretty cool. But then, like, apparently they didn't make it, so... There was a reboot. Are we on a Spectre tangent? We're on right a now? Spectre tangent. So now. there was a in <laughs> Rebirth. I think there was one one issue so far. I don't know where the other one is. Maybe the release. I don't know, but I read it and it was it was okay. That's your sideline. That was that was all. This was worth <laughs> worth it. I thought so. <laughs> my mom thought so too. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, back to Return. Yeah, of the back Joker. to uh, yeah, back to Return of the Joker. So uh, out of the different ways for joker to come out it's interesting because I've, I've noticed while watching this that in both versions of joker's demise bruce doesn't really have any role in it yeah I thought it's that either was tim or it's either terry it's it's either it's either protege of bruce but it's never bruce himself right doing it and Makes even think about how much bruce needs the joker after a certain point yeah right good right. yeah good or his inability to actually stop him maybe mm-hmm or tired of trying to stop him. They have a bromance for sure. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. <laughs> also, it's like, does Terry electrocuting that microchip at the end, it's not really killing him. It's like, oh, do you yeah. count that against the no-kill rule? I say not really. I mean, he kind of does get rid of him, but is he, who's he really getting rid of? He's getting rid of a guy who's already dead. Yeah, it's a whole, yeah right. It's he's, getting, the he's getting rid of a fucking, um, yeah, of that uh, presence in his yeah. mind, basically. The de- Mm-hmm thing is they have to it's pseudoscience for sure but they have to Whoa, go into yeah. like do they take out the that's DNA that's the most unrealistic I, version the, of the futuristic science take out that part of the DNA or I you know whatever during we were watching it I referenced Metal Gear Solid so if you're interested in a more <laughs> drummed up more thought about pseudoscience look at that version okay, of how okay. Liquid Snake was embedded into Revolver Ocelot and using DNA and stuff and Hideo Kojima has a way of like kind of connecting those dots really well so. you think that's what they were uh, they got this from not specifically, but I, I was like, oh, the DNA is embedded or whatever. So for sake of like making that pseudoscience a little bit more believable, I would, you know, it's it go into something that's a little bit more serious in mm-hmm. its inception right, with right, Metal right. Gear and kind of have that same idea. But Hideo really kind of like explains how that could be possible or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it make it just it make it it entertained me in yeah. that part because I was just like, oh yeah, I could see that. It, it wasn't something where I was like, that's stupid. I I know it's a it's comic book science and stuff but the only thing I think of whenever you think about that in real life it's probably possible to implant memories at some point in the future but to be able to keep a whole person and their whole personality separate but yeah. within yeah. someone else completely separate it's like a juggle yeah. and, and yeah. it's it's it would it's, be a uh, copy yeah. of some kind maybe mm-hmm. perhaps sentient but maybe not not it's its own thing who that. knows though we don't know what it's definitely the most far science will yeah. rot or whatever yeah, yeah. 
We'll see, I guess. Anyway. It's definitely the most far-fetched part of this movie. Uh, where they As did. if we couldn't get any nerdier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we start doing this. Yeah. <laughs> we said deep dive. We're going to analyze the science of Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Start talking We're about pseudoscientists. <laughs> Just tape starts to grow around our glasses. <laughs> glasses so. start to grow around my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boys, this is getting very audibly nasally. <laughs> Back in my day. Girls start I to believe. disappear. Yeah, there goes a female fan. Milady. We just keep getting new ones. Thanks for listening, Alicia. <laughs> Alicia. Don't know how this is happening. I guess, I don't know. Gold, they just like the, they like the material. Yeah. They like the material. I guess I love so. Batman Beyond. Uh, so Batman's sexy. The dulcet tones of Benetavius. That makes us sexy. I guess so. Wow. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So, what do you guys think of technically Tim Drake? in this movie is the Joker, even though he's kind of not really and kind of is in this, yeah. but it does create, because I, I was looking at your guys' reactions when it was looking like Tim was the Jaw villain of this movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I kind of wanted Tim to be the villain at one point, but I was like, eh, I don't know. But uh, Yeah, it's a little too much. Right? Maybe a little bit too much, yeah. I liked it. Uh, the fact that he could change physically like that, too, was crazy. Like a werewolf. Right, because yeah. it, it's like, well, obviously, and this is part of the design of it, I'm just like, well, Tim Drake looks like a middle-aged slob, so I'm like, how the hell does he turn into, when I was first seeing this movie? Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. How does he just suddenly lose the weight for one night and become yeah, the Joker and do yeah. all that stuff? And then it's like, oh, because it's a transformation part. It's a future tech, pseudoscience yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Pretty much. And it's like a jacked Joker. It seems He does seem bigger, like the design, uh-huh. not only like what he's doing in the fights, but also the uh, just his, you know the way they draw him, he looks like a little bit yeah. more uh, I remember physical. that being yeah. like the bigger, badder Joker is here on the case for the VHS or whatever. He's oh, yeah. very prominent. Was very his face kind of green, too? Yeah, it was. Yeah. it was. What's that all about? They, I don't know. They, they changed a little bit. I think the hair wasn't green, if you noticed that. It was like oh, really yeah. dark. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, um, but unlike the cover, his yeah. his face was green. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Green I don't. I, I was kind of waiting for something to happen. Sounds with that. like nah. a fuck up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You're going back to the musical. <laughs> yeah. Dance, dance. Where does he get all those wonderful but, toys? Yeah. They, I definitely, you know, you think it is that red herring guy because he's got the same haircut, basically. Yeah, and, and like, he's voiced by Mark he's Hamill. He's going to mutate and morph. Oh, and right, play and morph, right, so. right, yeah. right, right. No, they, I, they, he was just there. I as liked it better that it was Tim Drake kind of brought yeah. it back home it's way more dramatic that way than just like guess yeah. what the joker's been inside your business rival who we just introduced in this movie all along i'm like okay yeah big fucking surprise you can tell it's mark hamill from the first time he opens right. his mouth it so was, it was just kind of sad to see tim drake being yeah. like not in shape anymore so. yeah that <laughs> too like i was saying again you could kind of shoehorn it into like a canonical batman universe where because right. they say like it took a year to heal yeah. his wounds or whatever but like maybe tim went on for another like 15 years or so after the fact was still Robin like the Robin we have now essentially Red mm-hmm. Robin and then you know gets older and working as an engineer or whatever he just doesn't give a that, fuck that, anymore that captures my imagination yeah <laughs> it's like you could see it kind of play out and then to have to be kind of like pulled back in because you just need of like a life. full on mini series of engineer comics <laughs> yeah, Tim Drake like please don't let Bruce call something me. got broken please today. don't let anything bad happen <laughs> I'll go back to the gym. <laughs> yeah. I'll go back to the gym. Well, yeah. in this continuity, he seems to have gotten, probably because of how much he got fucked up by the Joker, but he seems to have gotten the best yeah. uh, outcome because like, Bruce is all crippled alone in the manor. He's still being Batman. <laughs> yeah. Barbara became the commissioner. Yeah. Well, I, just, yeah, I do really like that, that you know, like the life of a Bat family member just really does take its toll. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, that's yeah, 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 really, yeah. You can't give me any less of that in Batman stories. It's really cool. Yeah. Right. Yep. Does Barbara Gordon have her own uh, children in this continuity? I don't think so. Okay. I don't remember. I remember her husband. I don't remember her having a kid. And there's no heir to the Batgirl throne. I don't think so. No. All right. Nah, she would have nipped that there, in the bud. There might be in because there's a whole bunch of Batman Beyond comics. Yeah, but yeah. I never oh, read yeah. any of them. They're yeah. in Red Rebirth too. It's, yeah, it's been going on. Yeah. It's been. It has never stopped. I know probably. at one point when they first they, they revealed what happened to Dick Grayson. Um, but I think they might have just copied Return of the Joker because like there was something about him being hushed but not really being hushed uh, because Thomas Alley did something to him. I'm just like, okay, so basically Dick Grayson is to Tim Drake what <laughs> what hush is to Joker in your your revamp of this. So is, I don't know. I haven't read it. What would you say is the Joker for Batman Beyond? Is it ink? 
Uh, who Terry's like nemesis? Yeah, Terry, like to me, one. it's always been Blight because Blight, that's the guy Blight. who's responsible yeah. for the death of his dad. Okay, and yeah. One thing I was going to bring up earlier when talking about what sets Terry McGinnis aside is he does seem to have like a running conversation with his foes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the Spider-Man kind of getting thing. in their head, like as like he has sympathy for them. It seems like right. so. Mm-hmm. It seems like his rogues gallery are always like the angles, like how tortured they are, like what they became. Well, they right. they definitely took because some of wrong choices. Yeah, and shit, you know, they right, definitely right, took right, some yeah. uh, Spider Man into Batman Beyond. I always yeah, thought that. Yeah. I always thought that. like he's in high school. Jokes more. Nelson Nash is basically Flash Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. Also, really weird rewatching Don't destroy it. Destroy the illusion. <laughs> also, re- you weird just re- take from the greats, baby. <laughs> take from the greats. It's re- weird rewatching it and then realizing that the bully of Batman Beyond with Nelson Nash is voiced by Seth Green. Nice. Who yeah. is like the furthest you could get from being the high school bully? Like, right, 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 right. right. Um, also, somebody pointed out the similarities between the uh, MCU Spider-Man Homecoming type Spidey and Terry McGinnis, hmm. where you got high schooler mentored by a billionaire. There's a high tech oh, right. suit. You know, the, all the yeah. conversations about whether or not you deserve the suit. Fucking all this spiders. type of shit. Yeah, like it's, it's a snake <laughs> eating itself. It's just, it's just, <laughs> you took from Spider Man, then Batman Beyond takes yeah. Batman Beyond takes from Spider Man, then Spider Man the takes from Batman Beyond. Around. What evil lurks in the hearts? Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you ever heard what Marvel calls DC? What do they call them? DC stands for the Distinguished Competition. Nice. Oh, I mean, that, that's a classier <laughs> nickname than what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Them fighting each other for years and years and years. <laughs> but yeah. So when we come back, uh, we're going to cover the scenes that were written for the movie that weren't in the script. He did it. He did it. (laughs) Hey, everybody. It's Andrew. I just wanted to tell you about our friend Israel's retro gaming shop, RetroCo. If you go to retro-ko.com, you'll be able to see all of his retro gaming goodies. If you wanted to get that Sega Saturn hidden gem from back in the day, or if you wanted to get the Famicom disk system, that you never got as a kid, or any other type of retro game that you were into, or uh, import game, please go to RetroCo.com, that's Retro-KO.com, and if you use the Superhouse code Johnson's Ballsack, you'll be able to get a little bit of a discount at checkout. So please, once again, if you could just go to RetroCo.com, you can also go to Facebook.com slash RetroCo with no hyphen. That's R-E-T-R-O-K-O. You'll be able to find him on Facebook as well. If you were looking for that PlayStation import game that you never got, if you were looking for that Mega Drive game that you never got, or any other kind of retro game, any import game, it could even be European, Israel also curates bundles at RetroCo, and he'll curate that bundle just for you. So please, go check him out. If you put in the code Johnson's Ballsack at checkout, you'll receive a Superhouse discount. And we're back. So uh, we're going to cover now the deleted scenes that weren't even, I don't think these were even animated, for Return of the Joker based off of a copy of the script. So uh, there's some scenes that didn't make it that uh, a lot of times they figured it was extraneous. So there was going to be a scene between Bruce Wayne and Jordan Price, because if you think about it, there's not really a scene. They're supposed to be business rivals and everything, but they don't actually really interact that much at all, if at all, in this movie. (laughs) He's like, I'm taking over. And Bruce is like, ugh. It's like the whole movie. (laughs) That's their whole involvement. That's the whole scene. So Paul Dini did say, like, hey, it basically underscores the fact that these two don't like each other, something the audience already knows, so it was cut. But there was going to be a scene after Joker crashes the party and attacks the party where Bruce is there and everything. So Jordan Price shows up in the cleanup and Bruce notes that like Jordan wasn't there. He's like, sorry, I didn't miss you at the, you know, sorry, I missed you at the party. And Price is like, oh, it was your night. I didn't want to be in the way. And then later on, Price is like, I just noticed you're alone today. Usually you have Terry here to assist you. And Bruce is like, I'm surprised someone in your position would remember the name of a boy he'd seen maybe once before. So this is like Bruce trying to investigate Price. Okay. Price sounds like a caddy suitor rather than like a, corporate the joker enemy yeah <laughs> it sounds like he's jealous of <laughs> terry's role in his life yes right 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 i want to be his best i want to be like terry <laughs> <laughs> so price says something about jealous i've made a bitch yeah price says i've made it a point to know everything there is to know about the man i work for so they kind of have this verbal chess match going on with bruce trying to figure out whether or not price is 
behind this or involved with the Joker or is the Joker. Mm. It's probably supposed to be uh, related to anybody or anything. I don't think so. No. Okay. I've looked it up and I haven't found anything. Particular just for the just seriously, he's a just red a red herring. Just a red herring. <laughs> the misadventures of red herring. Fred always <laughs> thought it's it like was a him. Radio cereal. <laughs> red herring always thinks that something's going to happen to him, but then he's just it's never him. Yeah. <laughs> it's his friend who gets picked. Yeah. Even he always thinks it's him. He thinks he's on the verge of. <laughs> he's paranoid about himself. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that would be crazy. That'd be like a psychological thing at that point. Yeah. Like you always think like it's memento. you. Memento. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So later Actually, on, not really, but <laughs> I just threw that in there and see if you guys would yep to it. Oh my god! So later on, Bruce is driving and he says, "I'm standing by my decision. I was a fool to allow McGinnis to assume the role of Batman. It's no life for anyone, and you can quote me." And it turns out he's talking to Ace, who's just looking at him, being like, hmm? <laughs> well, "It's too late now, Bruce." So <laughs> Bruce ends up going Ryan to Arkham Reynolds as Ace. <laughs> Scooby Snacks are also on the umbrella of Warner Brothers. <laughs> Matthew Lillard as Ace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was pissed that he didn't get to play Shaggy in the latest one, so now he has more work. Another cut scene. Ace is smoking a dube yeah. <laughs> yes. in the Batcave well, they're with gone. Bruce because he doesn't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> Have you tried the CBD oil? <laughs> yes. I don't do that. I smoke the real thing. Jeff Bridges as Ace. <laughs> the dude. There's a new rug in the That's just your opinion, man. <laughs> That's just like <laughs> your opinion, Paul man. Ace. That line's in in fucking credible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so old Bruce goes to Arkham Asylum, the ruins of Arkham Asylum, because that's where Joker was killed. Bruce Wayne needs to invest. Wayne Enterprises need to invest. People talk about this a lot. They need yeah. to invest more into the security at Arkham. Seriously. <laughs> if they're, if they're not, maybe not Arkham itself, but their security. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just that part of it. I feel like they should make a supervillain who has been responsible for that the whole time. Or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or some explanation. There has to be where they're just like, I don't know if Hugo Strange is like trying to test Batman by making sure that security is lax on certain right. nights so Joker can right. escape or something like that. Something along those lines. Escalation. Something like a Rogue One thing where they kind of explain a little yes. bit of a flaw in the writing, but it actually wasn't a flaw all along. A, yeah. Yeah. Exactly, that's what they need. Yeah, Arkham is actually a criminal nurturing facility. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there is a there's a take on Joker where he kind of sees it as his like second home, and he's just there to recuperate between schemes I and plan that. out the next. Oh thing. yeah, for sure. It's I not because that. he was really caught; yeah. he was planning to get caught the whole time. Where else is he going to get three meals a day? A lot yeah, of criminal work. A lot of criminals. <laughs> three hots in a cot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He probably it's within the space of like two to three weeks when Joker gets out and starts scheming and like right. robbing people and putting shit together. Got to hit the ground running now. Exactly. <laughs> so Bruce is walking through. He he passes by the cells of Dent Dent H Isley P Nigma E. So you know all you the know bad memories. Who they are yeah, bad memories, nice, but unnecessary. But Terry yeah. is following him, and uh, they go to the operating theater, which is where Joker was killed. And they they basically both find Bruce doesn't know that Terry's following him, but he, I mean, let's face it, he's Bruce, so he probably does know. But uh, they end up seeing a quote unquote an obviously fake, stitched up, crudely made Joker dummy swinging from a rope. Painted across its body are the chilling words, "I know." So it's kind of Joker or Tim Drake, the Joker part inside Tim Drake teasing Bruce about this. I know. So again, cool visual, but just doesn't really do anything for the rest of the story. Right. None of these I, yeah. I want. Cool yeah. image, you know, yeah. like it's just, yeah, yeah. It's glad they got to cut them. Um, let's yeah. see. Also, there was going to be a flashback that contained a cameo of the Penguin. Uh, where why? They, well, <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah. Of uh, basically them trying to look for Robin, and so at the Iceberg Lounge, quote: "The place has been trashed, tables overturned, glasses shattered. The Penguin's hired goons beaten unconscious on the floor. Pan past Batgirl knocking out the last goon to Penguin with a black eye and roughed up. So we would have seen Penguin get fucked up. Um, it's always nice. Frantically shaking his head as Batman prepares to pummel him. It's clear Penguin <laughs> knows nothing. Batman tosses him aside and strides forward, and the black of his cape wiping the scene. So this probably turned into the scene that I know that we like. You liked Wolfie, where like he just throws the guy through the window, oh, and the camera yeah. just zooms right into yeah. to Batman. That's I would all you love need to it. see that in a live action that uh, just straight something dead like on that, yeah. glass. I don't know it the was, image that, that, that shot yeah. itself in the shadows with the Batman. Have they ever done that? Like not the really. glass break, like head on, like like come up, full yeah. on comic book style. Yeah, Seems usually not, not like they do it shit. in the Bruce Tim cartoons. Okay, yeah. I don't think so. All right, it's uh, also on the covers of 
lots of uh, yeah. comics as well, right? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Uh, let's see. The final scenes, there were some cut scenes of what happened to the other Jokers. So, uh, the Joker gang, not like mm. other Multiple literal Jokers. jokers. But <laughs> <laughs> like, there were other ah! Jokers in this. Uh, <clears throat> the Jokers gang see the sort of huge beam coming their way. They run away. And then, of course, they go right into finding Commissioner Barbara Gordon and the cops. And they say, hands up. <clears throat> and they says, this is, the, this is the best part that didn't make it in. <clears throat> Woof, the hyena. Uh, Joker, it says he quote unquote slumps in defeat, his fearsome attitude gone, and he says in a human voice, odd nuts. <laughs> so odd that would have been kind of funny. Okay. <laughs> um, and then that's those are the main things. Other stuff is just like random lines that could have mm. been nice, but yeah. didn't make it in. So the editor earned his or her paycheck yeah, on this one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So at one point, they were thinking of doing a sequel. Uh, and return this, of Return of the Joker, Return of Catwoman. Catwoman, oh, what it nice. Been. Well, shit balls. Helen Mirren, our leading villain. Helen Mirren, yes, <laughs> oh, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. She Warner Brothers Animation <laughs> biggest paycheck ever to get <laughs> Helen Mirren. No, no, good, American nerds know who she is. But all right, suddenly Selena has a British accent. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She um, creates her own cat family, and they're all fucking super criminals. <laughs> um. The only Calico. other information I have on the sequel <laughs> would kind of give away an episode I don't think you've seen, Andrew, which is... Or I don't know if you've seen it either. What is it from? Uh, Justice League Unlimited. It's called Mm-mm. Epilogue. Mm-mm. It's Justice League Unlimited's, like... It's basically their take on what the series finale of Batman Beyond would have been. Oh, I think mm, I really? have seen that, but it's been years. Really? Okay. That sounds cool heck. Let's spoil it for Wolfie right now. Yeah, that's fine. All right, you cool? I've seen yeah. all of JLU. <laughs> all right, I, I right. have not seen all of Batman <laughs> Beyond. Okay, so Epilogue reveals that uh, Terry McGinnis is actually the son of Bruce Wayne oh. because Amanda Waller wanted to sort of find another Batman because Bruce was getting old. And so she, they found some way to get Bruce's DNA through the fact, the fact that he leaves his DNA all over the place because he bleeds from all the fights <laughs> recently. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's a fucking That's kind of cool. And then they um, decided to inject... Uh, Mr. McGinnis, Terry's dad, with some of the DNA so that he would impregnate Mary McGinnis with That's Bruce Wayne's DNA. Involved. That's I mean, that uh, makes more sense than Bruce just randomly having an affair with her, so I'm, yeah, I'm right, glad they went right, right. that route. But then Amanda Waller wanted to add more tragedy to Terry's life, so we see a scene of the McGinnises walking little Terry out of a movie theater what? and being stalked, and they're being stalked by the phantasm. They're being stopped by old Andrea Beaumont. What? Yeah. I forgot about this. And then, uh, but Andrea Beaumont refuses to kill them. You know how I watched a lot of Jail U back in the day? Yeah, you clearly didn't on, remember this one. On the treadmill, <laughs> on my phone, I was just well, watching episodes. Also, you didn't, so I probably missed some shit. You hadn't seen Mask of the Phantasm until we saw it for the episode, so you probably didn't know what the hell that was. I, I could see. recognize Phantasm. <laughs> okay, I fine. knew who the character was, okay. but. Uh, you didn't know the significance. So it's supposed to round yeah. the whole thing. Kind yeah, of yeah. Background. Yeah, so Andrea tells Amanda Waller, no way. So eventually, Terry McGinnis grows up. His dad gets killed by, you know, Derek Powers and and uh, be, steals the bat suit, and that's how it happens anyway. But it's, mm-hmm. it's revealed, like, he's his son. He comes from his DNA and everything. So I bring all this up because in the sequel to Return of the Joker... The reason why they put that in Justice League Unlimited is because that was actually mm. the idea they were going to reveal in Batman Beyond, uh, for lack of a better title, Return of Catwoman. Uh, and instead of Amanda Waller, it was originally going to be Catwoman. Okay. For some reason, who had turned Terry McGinnis from being a clone mm. of Bruce. Now, I don't know if that means that Catwoman's the real mother to Terry or something like that, but like it's it's they didn't reveal enough. But to be honest, the whole Amanda Waller thing makes way more sense than Catwoman randomly doing it. So I'm kind of glad that it turned out the way it did. She's right. generally involved in like black budget projects. Yeah. Shit, right. So yeah. Like, she, her moral her moral compass is kind of like ambiguous at times. She's mostly exactly, yeah. bad though, right? Amanda she Waller. She is, but it's all about like protecting people for the greater good yeah. type of shit. So like okay. she would totally She's like try to kill a kid's parents to cur- turn him into a new Batman. Oh, uh, okay. So that, that the city fits that. her better. Yeah, that fits her way better than like if Catwoman were to do that. I don't know the details of the original plan. All they said was that, quote, she was the one who cloned Bruce Wayne to create Terry, but that was going to be our big surprise in our next movie. So Damn. Yep. I'm uh, trying to think how they would fuck up the color of Catwoman on that cover. 
<sighs> maybe yeah was there ever was game. there a video game for this i don't think I so feel like okay. well maybe there was but they it wasn't a good one possibly there might have been <sighs> well email us about that i don't want to look it up right now yes. <laughs> we'll have to do a side episode <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, best yeah, batman yeah. video games real quick <laughs> we're doing vi- a batman video game thing at some point yeah. in the future we don't know yet yeah. though once we yeah, cut through the we're doing We'll get to the potatoes. We're, we're doing deep dives on everything that has to do with any comic book character, which means we'll be podcasting till the end of time. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. trust us, the video game thing is coming. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, the, that was not the only unmade Batman Beyond movie. There was going to be a live-action Batman Beyond movie that was considered during the great bat hiatus that I keep talking about. What I heard, okay, yeah, this might, may or may not be what you're about to talk about, but I remember that it was written by fucking William Gibson. The screenplay? No. <laughs> the was. guy that wrote fucking the Neonomicon and that the description. Nec- Necronomicon. Necro. Necromancer. Necro. Necromancer. Neuromancer. Sorry. Neuromancer. Neuromancer. Yes. Neuromancer. People are screaming in their cars right now. Yeah. Listen to this bullshit. I am sorry. I have not read it. But I know I read, about it. I know I it's important. Yeah. It's cyberpunk. I know. Anyway, William Gibson supposedly <laughs> is supposed to have fucking written this shit and it's I don't know floating around but never been made uh, I heard it was Neil Stevenson Steve, yeah Snow Crash Snow Crash, Snow Crash. okay well, I mean one. either yes. way it's wrong it's not It's not. Okay. <laughs> they weren't the sorry. ones who did it and I'm sorry to you and your car right now <laughs> we just caused 50 accidents across Snow America Crash is great, though. <laughs> does he even know cyberpunk um, <laughs> we gotta do so, cyberpunk deep dive that one's just for you guy yeah that's just me. for you man random guy on yeah, the 405 right now we got your back or on the 75 <laughs> People don't say that on I seventy five in Georgia. No, the uh, screenwriters were Paul Dini and Alan Burnett. Oh, Pretty shit. much the best people you could get nice. for this, anyway. Uh, the director was Boaz Yakin, who had just done Remember the Titans at the time. Boaz Yakin, who did the uh, animation? He did a f- live action, and then he wait wh- what? Wait, what was? No, you've no, been no. listening. <laughs> this is no. Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. He did Remember the Titans. <laughs> I remember this. I remember this news. <laughs> The I actually, Washington was, sports I actually movie. was checking out nerd news at this time, I feel okay. like. All right, cool. Yeah. So remember, this is still around the yeah. time where people were talking about a Batman versus Superman movie, a Batman yes, one by this is somewhat familiar to me. And now yes. they're also just like, it could also be a Batman Beyond movie from Boaz Yakin. Um, Which asked, at, the, at the time, at this time, there was no Avengers movie, right? No, this is still 2000 there. This is like around the time that that this movie was made. Return so the Joker. When, I, when I was hearing this news, I was like, that'll never be made. Oh, there was a PlayStation game. Oh, Return of the Joker. Yeah, for Return yeah. of the Joker. Jesus. Okay. Uh, but I was thinking, like, this will never get made. Like, a Batman Beyond <laughs> movie, that's ridiculous. That's like making an Iron Man movie. <laughs> you know? like, I would never make an Iron Man movie. Now anything's a bomb. fucking possibility, you know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, excuse me. Uh, Boaz Akeen said, quote, I just made Remember the Titans, and my inclination is to always go off a trend make an independent film after I make a studio film. I spoke to my agent, and he said, I think you need to do another studio movie before you do that. I was just basically like, well, if I'm going to do a studio movie, like, I want it to be Batman, which at the time I just meant if I'm going to do a studio movie, I want it to be a big thing. Uh, but then his <laughs> my, agent... My agent took it literally. He, his agent did take it literally. He, <laughs> said, he came back to me and said, I have a meeting set up for you at Warner Brothers about Batman. I was like, what? That's a good agent. Okay. Yeah. Who's that guy? I know, I need that guy. <laughs> Jesus. God damn. <laughs> Uh, please contact me on uh, Instagram, Ben <laughs> 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 Ryder. <laughs> you sound like you're very good at your job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got you, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, as he said, at the time, Darren Aronofsky was developing Batman Year One. So I said, okay, let me see what I can do. And I came up with this pitch on Batman Beyond. It was almost like Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, but a little bit darker, a teenage kind of futuristic cyberpunk Batman thing. So... Again, Spider-Man, Batman, Beyond Connection. It makes sense that he would compare it to that. Cause, oh, for sure. You know, that was the Definitely. only superhero in high school movie at the time. Uh, during yeah. the sh- short few months on the project, according to this article, Yakin co-wrote a draft of the screenplay with Batman Beyond creators Paul Dini and Alan Burnett. However, Yakin said it wasn't long before the pressure of making a superhero movie got to him. He said, quote, I very quickly got the feeling that I would be in the zone, the madness, and I didn't really have the heart for it at the time. And I basically bailed after one draft. I just went, I can't do this. It might have really hurt my career, but I went off and wrote the best script I ever wrote that never got made. But it was just one of those moments in time where you think you want to do something and then realize you don't really want to do it. And for some reason, it's on your IMDb page for the rest of your life. <laughs> Probably is. <laughs> he uh, sounds like he's kind of a cool dude, actually. Yeah. Um, now, keep in mind that some people have misquoted this because he said that uh, 
he quote, I went off and wrote the best script I ever wrote that never got made. And people were just like, boy, Isaac Keen says Batman Beyond script was the best script he ever wrote that never got made. I'm like, no, no, no. He said that when he left Batman Beyond, yeah, he wrote yeah, the yeah, script yeah. that he yeah, 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 wrote yeah. that never got made. Kind of a big difference. Um, oh, man. Paul Dini was asked about this, too. I think he first talked about it on the Kevin Smith podcast. Uh, but he said, quote, it was fine. It wasn't like Return of the Joker. It was set in Gotham future, but it didn't quite have the fantastic futuristic edge, which kind of contradicts what Joaquin said about it being cyberpunk futuristic. So I don't the really know what Batman it means. Batman Beyond continuity is also not in the future in the, what? Com- in the comics. Really? It's just a, it's it's kind of like the, uh, uh, the present with better technology, comic book technology. Oh. Hmm. So it's not quite the Blade <clears throat> Runner-esque thing in the no. cartoon? No. Well, that's stupid. I wonder if this is a long-term play that that they they do they do this in the comics at times. You know how like Sam Jackson or what's his name um, Samuel the, L. Jackson. No, yeah, but the character's <laughs> name uh, <laughs> Nick Fury. Uh, Nick Fury. Yeah, Nick Fury started to look like Sam Jackson like years before the yeah, movie the came ultimate, out. Yeah, the yeah. So like they they tee up this shit in the <clears throat> comics way early. Mm. So I wonder if they were doing that with this. You know. Wait wait how? What do you mean? Budget reasons. Like in order, and like okay, yeah, but the, we want this Batman Beyond movie to be made, and we don't we don't want people to say, oh, it's not like the comics, not like the show. So we'll make the comics more like the present to make the future movie have don't, not needed such a huge budget. I get it, but like, who's read the comics compared to the cartoon? cartoon. Like, even I haven't read the Batman Beyond I comics. Like, like everyone reads the they cartoon. They keep making yes. them though; they must be selling. <clears throat> I guess so. I'm not reading them. I guess it was, I it was in Rebirth and shit. Yeah. We'll use Blade Runner 2049 and cut a fake Batman Beyond trailer. Villeneuve could do that could, shit, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Dennis Villeneuve? Yeah. It's Villanueve. 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 Yeah. Spanish. Uh, Dini says, quote, it was sort of like an amalgam. There was a little bit of Dark Knight. I don't know if he saw in Dark Knight Returns or Chris Nolan Dark Knight, uh, you know, in hindsight. He says, quote, there was a little bit of... Com- Temporary comics, and there was Terry and the suit and everything. It was old Bruce Wayne, so they were in it, but it was just a little bit, I don't know, for whatever reason, this was a more successful film. The first draft went in and needed some work, then basically everybody decided it was better rather than to spend a lot of time on this. Let's just table it. Um, but they did spend some time to pitch a live-action Batman movie with possible uh, th- their possible ideas featured Ra's al Ghul at one point, as well as uh, their ideas for a Batman-Superman movie. Which I would have killed to have seen. Yeah, honestly. I was just gonna say. Like, which that, are... like, why would you reject their version of Batman Superman? The guys who have created the best possible take on that friendship. Because Snyder made a badass three hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> we almost had a Gerard Butler Batman. If you think about it, <laughs> Gerard that Butler that could have went two, three more conversations. This is that. Gotham. This is Gotham. Oh, oh man, I could. <laughs> he's got the mouth of the cow uh so that was the that's the only stuff that i really know or that's true in terms of being reported about the live action batman beyond movie there's always been rumors about oh maybe they're thinking of batman beyond movie there's like recent rumors about maybe it'll be michael keaton as old man bruce wayne because now everybody like, in the world this. wants this yeah. yeah but i i posted that on facebook like a week or so ago two weeks ago but I think it's pretty much unfounded. It's just a rumor yeah. that keeps popping up and up because everybody wants it. Everybody, everybody wants, wants to yeah. will this into existence, but it just seems like it's not. It is happening. a good idea for an out of continuity thing. Like if yeah. you're if you're going to bargain on just like the entire Batman franchise is now going to be Batman Beyond. It's all going to be futuristic shit. Then I'm just going to be like, okay, that's a big gamble because like sure Batman Beyond's cool, but are you going to do the same stuff with the other heroes? But if it's just like a another DC Black type of thing. And yeah, don't connect. Yeah, just don't, like, connect. don't connect at all. It's its own thing. But, have, it, but it does yeah. have Keaton in it for fun. <laughs> That's really I think it is. should have somebody who... There's the thing. If you do a live-action old Batman, uh, just, you kind of have to use an old Batman actor, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because That's if it's just nice. randomly like, oh, now it's this guy as old Bruce Wayne, then I'm just like, yeah, but like, he's like not... Like <laughs> Titans? Yeah, like half the time... Well... Partially because he's miscast, I think, in general. Think so but, too. like, <laughs> <laughs> there's an element of just, like, I didn't see this guy in the suit beforehand, so it was a little tough for me to just randomly believe, okay, he was in the suit and had his whole career, and now he's Bruce Wayne teaching this new guy. It has just so much more emotional resonance when it's, you know, a previous guy who's been in the suit. Yeah. I think it's Michael also, Gusen, like, it's, it's, that's the better reason, but the other yeah. reason is, of course, marketing oh, yeah. across generations as well. People like us that have kids, 
they're like, oh, I love Keaton. I'm going to see that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. You no, know? he's the, probably the best choice for it. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you're probably not going to bring in Val Kilmer. Sadly, no. You're probably not going to bring in George Clooney. <laughs> no. Clooney's not going to touch this. It wouldn't be the worst thing. <laughs> if, the script, if the script was good, it's not like Clooney's going to ruin a good script. He just went into a shit show. I'm just saying, yeah. His like, head no, 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 I, too much. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think Clooney can... I, I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm saying he probably wouldn't be asked back. He wouldn't or be, if he, he wouldn't was be the asked, best version. Yeah. Best part of, yeah if yeah, he was yeah. asked back, they probably... If he was asked back, he probably wouldn't uh, want to do it. Yeah, because of the fact that it was just like, oh, like go back to the role not that again. I felt, yeah, it was like yeah. the worst of my career. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, so, like, Keaton's probably the best bet on it. Bale's too young. Affleck's too young. Affleck is that is and Affleck's right. not going to do close it anyway. To uh, the yeah. the incident, yeah, <laughs> the couple, <incidents. laughs> yeah, that's too- <laughs> it hasn't been that long since then, you know. Yeah, but also I'm just like because of the age, I'm just like I don't really see it. I can only really see it from the guys from like the '90s stuff because that's right. where you have the nostalgia. You don't have nostalgia for something that came out a few years ago. Oh no, yeah, yeah. not not yet. Yeah, no, not not at all. So uh, I think the smart play is to do that if you're going to bring if you're going to do a live action Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. Just have somebody. The, Michael Uslan says the same thing about uh, if they ever did a Dark Knight Returns movie. Okay. And they're like, well, you can't really do it. Of course, now they went off and did a Dark Knight Returns esque Batman vs Superman movie with somebody who hadn't played Batman before, but still, like, it's <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but Martha. Anyways, Martha. The Batman v Superman deep dive coming in 2025 at some point. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll have nostalgia for it at that point. Maybe. Oh man, have you seen the Ultimate Cut yet? No, not yet. The ultimate That's cut of what? Of Batman versus Superman. I'd watch yes. it. Justice. I'd watch it. We, I would watch it just to see. Yeah, you haven't Superman. seen it yet either? There's I thought you shit. had been. I've seen like the deleted scenes on YouTube because again, that's what I <laughs> that's what I watch on the internet these guys these days, guys. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I watch deleted scenes of superhero movies. Uh, but I haven't I haven't seen it in context because I I'm sure I've also heard that they reorder certain scenes. But I mean, the thing is, I don't think it's going to automatically fix the problems of it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm sure there's some no, like I, I, everybody says it's better, but it's still not. Yeah, right? other Snyder fans are probably like just like fuck this podcast and shit like that for <laughs> saying it. But I'm just like, look, we've we've ripped into this guy and Dude, the Snyder cut before anyway. So they are still doing hashtag release the Snyder cut. Yeah. It's all over the place still. I mean, look, it's great that they raise so much money for suicide type prevention stuff. And like, look, it, it'd be cool to see it, but I'm not chafing at the bit for it because I'm just like, I'm not. I don't know yeah. how finished this is. It's just going to be more of what we were already past. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm like, I, darker. how much, like, sure, it's probably better, but how much better could it possibly be? Yeah, right? It's like 5% better, maybe. Yeah. I would imagine. He was in over his head. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh, man. We'll dive into the Snyder stuff yeah. in another point. But in terms of Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, uh, I think that's pretty much it when it comes to deleted scenes and... Uh, all the different weird edits and shit like that. So I'm glad we watched this, Ben. Thank yeah. you yeah. Uh, for the the tutelage, as always. Nah, no problem. And uh, my favorite one so far, outside of uh, Phantasm, that we've watched for for the podcast. Like I said nice. earlier, and mm-hmm. uh, it's not really a whole lot I didn't like about the movie. I was pretty engaged, and How it many, was a worthwhile while story to tell. I think. How many indeeds? How many indeeds? Probably nine. Yeah. I agree. Nine point five, maybe. I'd give it a solid nine. Nice, nice. yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, wait, who, wait, wait. For you though, Wolfie, more than Batman versus Dracula, because I know you really yeah, like Batman versus Dracula was really fun, and I'm a, I like just I like a lot of these animated movies because they're paced really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and just like having a brisk film that's got a lot of information to divulge, great animation and stuff like this is on par. With right. That. This one's better than that because it has more involved, mm-hmm. uh, dramatic. Yes, story oh, going there's on. There's more and, weight, and, yeah, and yeah, more weight to it. But definitely, those are at the top of my list currently. This yeah. one is near for me uh, under the Red Hood. I mean, yeah, under the Red Hood might be yeah. a little bit better, yeah. maybe at the rewatch it. But this is fucking really good, man. Like, yes. what the fuck? It was good. <laughs> fine. And, like, and the- after <laughs> hearing those bits that were edited out or censored from the original release, yeah. like it's like, thank, thankfully, like nerds like us, you know, we grow up and are able to have this more grown up version of this story. Cause I could see, you know, if it's for intended for kids, mm-hmm. maybe being like, Oh, maybe not so much of that stuff. Right. I think it's ridiculous. 
but I mean, but, the story is strong enough that even if we did, yeah. if we didn't, never had this cut yeah. that we saw, and I'm we glad. were stuck with the edited version, we still would have liked it. Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't something that happened in the script phase. You know what I mean? Where yeah, these, me where too. These, these scenes didn't even get animated or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so totally. I'm so glad for that. We're this lucky for great, that. Yeah. There's something to be said too about some some pe- people that are so well versed in the existing mythology. It seemed like with the animator animation directors seem to be a lot more than than. Than Snyder's or like live action <laughs> directors yeah. can be, yeah. And it's like, how much do you need to put your own spin on it? And you should a little bit, of course. But how much do you need to put your own spin on some something that's already awesome, mm-hmm. a pre-existing mythology? It's mm-hmm. already good, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. why do you need to change so much about it? I mean, what's great about these animated movies is they take the existing mythology and then they find ways to make dramatic stories off yeah. of building from that mythology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to what it feels like the live-action movies are kind of just finding ways to just bring the mythology to life yeah. to you. Make iconic moments connect. Somehow, yeah. Right, right, iconic right. Iconic images. And it's not right. quite the same because then it's just like, okay, yeah, I know that guy's going to turn to the villain. Because I read the comics, right. I know that guy is going to be Robin. I know. Who I'm this also an adult in. watching this, but and I'm now like... also an adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I've seen several movies, and I know how this works. Yeah, I can predict yeah, all yeah. this, as opposed to building off of that. Because, like, you can read as many comics as you want. You can't tell me you can predict anything that happens in Batman Beyond Return no, of the Joker. No, no, no. I mean, we're also like talking about like adding your own spin to the mythology, or whatever. We're talking about the guys that invented Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. one of the most enduring mm-hmm. characters of the modern time. But you also have to just, I know this is a fucking soapbox, but it's just like, man, <laughs> Keep going it's, it's, es- it's essentially just don't, don't fix what's not broken, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's why really these animated movies are better than the yeah. live action ones. Hands yeah. down, all my yeah. favorite Batman movies are the animated ones. That doesn't mean I hate the yeah. live action ones. I certainly like them as you've as yeah, we talked yeah, about, yeah, but yeah. like if I have a choice, I'm going to pop in an animated movie because it's not only is it written yeah. better, it's also a hell of a lot shorter. <laughs> and yeah, it's totally better brisk. and shorter yeah. at the same time and Which there's was, a lot more of them I'm also glad that the, like you were talking about that penguin scene got cut too because I'm glad it kept it simple and it was isolated to the yeah. Joker's antics for this True, particular yeah. thing you know you didn't need like sometimes it's really cool in a movie where they have like them take down the random thugs yeah. just to show their prowess or whatever right but it's nice to get thrown right into like these events are happening now and then just see how things go on you don't need a build up New right. characters, maybe yeah. old characters, definitely just jump in. As we've seen with these animated movies, like yeah. you have a limited period, amount of time, so you don't have any time to fuck around. You every scene has to be important. You cut any scene from this story, and the whole thing falls apart because then it creates plot holes, or right. like you lose mm-hmm. some part of something else. That's ideally how everything should be. Well, there's no studio interference as much either with. Uh it's not a theatrical release. So you don't have to have, you don't have to meet this exact runtime and add a bunch of bullshit. Right. In I either. mean, there was some interference with this, obviously, but a little bit, but thankfully their interference was less on the overall story, more right. of just like small things that you could reanimate or redo. Like you, the live action movies are never this lucky. Right. So right. no, no, they're we, it's pretty bad. Thankfully. Yeah. I'm glad that Reeves left the Batman at one point and came back. He's like, Nope. Just remember, to show power. Remember yeah. This? yeah. Yeah. Remember yeah. this like a, two, mm-hmm. a year and a half ago or so. Yeah. He, he, it was in the news. Reeves is off. Yeah. yeah. And then a month later, Reeves back. Reeves on. back. Yeah. He must've gotten his way, dude. He, <laughs> yeah. I, hopefully he's fucking like twisting their arm. Yeah. What a monumental what project. I can't wait to see the behind the scenes on this. Yes. You know, oh dude, you know, I can't wait. Assuming, it's glorious, as glorious as we can. As we hope, hope. yeah. <laughs> so we'll see about the the casting news has been interesting yeah. lately. Oh it's yeah, been, it's yes. been a it's been at this point like a four five year four year process or something like that since. Well, I mean, they announced the Batman. True, but like maybe one year of that has been Matt Reeves. Okay, it yeah, feels like. Sense. Oh yeah, they didn't know who was going to direct. Yeah, because most of it was like Ben Affleck fly and on the wall in those fucking production offices. Yeah, seriously, right now it'd be fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> casting has been on point, except yeah. for. Colin Farrell's okay, but that's like one Paul, of those where I'm just like, hmm. Paul yeah. Paul Dano was like, oh it. shit, that's pretty damn good for Riddler, you know? Like yeah. it's, yeah. but Colin Farrell's like, uh, okay. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure yeah. it'll be good. It's one of those where I'm like, hmm, yeah. maybe. Maybe they're yeah. thinking like uh, more like Cockney version, like in the Telltale series, or or uh, even something a little bit more reminiscent to what we saw in Gotham. Yeah, you know? that's what I'm, I'm Cockney thinking. because he grew yeah. up low class and he worked his way up to Something high like class that. Isn't criminal. Isn't that right in the Telltale that's art. series? In the Telltale He's and in the Arkham kind of like video a, games, yeah. they 
they really like making Penguin like English, even though he's voiced by American voice actors yeah, in those yeah. video games. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. for whatever reason, they wanted to do that, and like it's it's okay, it's fine. I'm I'm curious where they're gonna go yeah. with that. But I can kind of see it. Colin Farrell's like the limp biggest, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, it's the biggest like okay, that's way out of left field. So far, because yeah. Zoe Kravitz, you already been back. I'm in a Catwoman once and Lego in Lego Movie, yeah, Lego Movie. Like it's like, yeah, excellent casting. Like every, everyone else. Was? Yeah, she was. I yeah. did not know She that. voiced Catwoman already. Well, I mean, she literally had one line. But still. Hey, okay. it counts, baby. <laughs> That's a hell of a fucking audition. It's on her IMDb. Yeah, it is. Nice. Anyway, uh, is that it, guys? Yeah, that's pretty much it. So, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, definitely one of the best yeah. uh, Batman animated movies, Batman so. movies in general. And I'd say probably... Mark Hamill's one of, if not his best performance, one of the best Joker performances. Oh, we yeah. should have talked about that more. Yeah, it was excellent. It was excellent. Yeah. I mean, what else is there to say? I don't. Yeah, it's I don't know, really know what's. Yeah. It's Mark Hamill as the Joker. It's just. It's, is it more iconic than Luke at this point? Like it's. <laughs> yeah, it's, for it's us Luke, now, yeah. It's Luke and Joker. If it, on his on, when he dies, he's for got live action two, Luke, yeah. two roles. It's, yeah, it's those two roles. Yeah, thank God that he, you know, was able to find such a different character. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. this, for him to have fun with it, you can tell he's having fun, and just a lot of the lines, you know, they wrote it for him, and you know he he delivered the fuck out of those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my issue with uh, Killing Joke is that like it's not really written for him, and then when he did it, it was just it just felt something was off. Right, right, right. With Killing Joke, it's not really Hamill's fault so much as just like how he was directed mm-hmm. on that. But this like. This is pure Mark Hamill Joker yeah. here, especially like it, they'll never really top the scene where he reveals to Batman that he knows that it's Bruce, right? And how right. he's like, "You're just a little boy in a play suit crying for mommy and daddy," right, right, right. and all that, like, and the, how it pans around, like that's so dramatic, and it's one of the best moments that he's ever had, right? Mm-hmm. So, on that note, Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker, check it out if you've never seen it. It's on DC Universe. <laughs> Uh, spoiled everything about it, but yeah, <laughs> spoiled everything about it. I don't know why the fuck you haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah, oh listen to God. us. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I am Ben Juan Ryder on Instagram, and we are also uh, Superhouse Pod on Instagram. Shout out to uh, our followers on there, uh, especially Cookie Noms, who uh, has plugged us in the past. And uh, I'm Thunderwolf Drew on Instagram and Twitter. And please join the Shasta Army for only a dollar on Patreon.com slash Superhouse Podcast. And uh, that's it for me. Signing off. Network.